Welcome everybody once again to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing out there on this July the 27th, 2023 on this Thursday? You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. What a night last night. We do have a jam-packed show. I did go live on Facebook and YouTube last night. I had Noah Shelton on. I had Thrift Behringer. But I do want to start out on this show with some clarity. The Chattahoochee Monsters did come from behind and defeat the Atlanta Crackers 9-8. They were trailing 8-1 in the bottom of the ninth inning. And Braden Pelkey walks it off with a grand slam and the Chattahoochee Monsters are going to play the Gainesville Gold Diggers. They reseeded the teams for the playoffs. I know I said on the broadcast last night that they're going to be playing the Columbus Chattahoots. Well, if it was just a regular way of a round robin in the brackets, they would be in that bracket. But they decided to reseed the teams. So the Columbus Chattahoots will take on the Atlanta Blues on Friday. And the Chattahoochee Monsters are taking on the Gainesville Gold Diggers. Still three games at Golden Park because game two between the Chattahoochee Monsters and the Gainesville Gold Diggers will be at Golden Park on Saturday. Either way, we got two teams from the Chattahoochee Valley that have reached the semifinals. And hopefully they can meet in the SBL Championship. Wouldn't that be something? You have the United States national team. They had a very disappointing 1-1 draw with the Netherlands. Lindsey Horan with the goal in the 68th minute to get the draw. Still think they can get out of the group. You had Portugal defeating Vietnam 2-0. The United States has to play Portugal next week on August the 1st at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm hoping I can. But that could determine if the United States can get out of the group. Hey, the Atlanta Braves, they did lose to the Boston Red Sox last night 5-3. And they have a two-game losing streak. They got a day off today, but then they host the Milwaukee Brewers for a three-game series at Truett's Park this weekend. And I'm also going to have my NFL 32 teams in 32 days as I'm going to preview the Green Bay Packers and the Jordan Love era begins in Green Bay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. But when we come back, I'm going to air the Noah Shelton interview. I interviewed him just after he helped call that game with Tom Callahan. And I'm just so happy for both of them. They got to experience just an incredible broadcast and just the emotion after that game. And he was kind enough to come on the show last night. And so I'm going to interview him. I'm going to replay that interview. I'm also going to interview Thrift Behringer as he came on the show late last night. I'm not going to interview the entire Facebook Live recording because, you know, there's some gaps in there. But I'm also going to interview Gage Joyner and Jose Perez. Uh, that actually aired on Facebook Live two nights ago. So these are the interviews you're going to get here on the Sports Beat. Don't forget that we do have High School Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show tomorrow. We are 22 days away from high school football. That first game, August the 17th, the LaGrange Grangers hosting 
Carver of Atlanta at Callaway Stadium. We've got nothing but action-packed high school football all season long. So stick around. We'll be right back. You don't want to go anywhere. It's a sports beat with Richard Holdridge. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. What a night of sports in the Chattahoochee Valley. The Chattahoochee Monsters walk it off against the Atlanta Crackers. What a call by Tom Callahan and Noah Shelton. Uh, they did a phenomenal job on the Chattahoochee Monsters YouTube channel. Brian Thomas, the normal public address announcer for the Columbus Chattahoots, was filling in, and he did a great job. And the Chattahoochee Monsters were down 8-1 to one in the bottom of the ninth inning. They put up eight runs. And they walk it off on a grand slam home run by Braden Pelkey to defeat the Atlanta Crackers 9-8. to And they will take on the Columbus Chattahoots first pitch 7-0-5 at Historic Golden Park this Friday night. And then they have a game Saturday and then a game three on Sunday if necessary. What we do know is that all three playoff games are going to be at Historic Golden Park. And also, one of these teams is going to advance to the SBL Finals. Which team is it going to be? We don't know. But the Columbus Chattahoots did win the season series over the Chattahoochee Monsters. They defeated them four times, and they did not lose once to the Monsters. It was a very back-and-forth series. The Monsters, on July the 3rd and July the 5th, they had... A decent lead. They were up 5 nothing in the first inning, and then the Columbus Chattahoots came back. But what a job by both managers. Johnny Eaton for the Chattahoochee Monsters and Steve Smith for the Columbus Chattahoots. And they've definitely made the Fountain City proud. Uh, speaking of a team that's really making the Fountain City proud, Harris County Little League, they're going to have a send-off on Monday as they will travel down to Warner Robins for the Southeast Regional. That game will be on ESPN Plus. August the 3rd, they're taking on West Virginia. Harris County wins their second straight state title, and they won their first two games in the Southeast Regional last year. Unfortunately, they did lose to Tennessee and Florida in the double elimination, so they were two games away from going to Williamsport. And so Harris County Little League, good luck. Let's Get as many fans out there. Warner Robins is only an hour away. Come down there. Catch the game on ESPN Plus if you can't make it down there. But let's pack that place with Harris County fans. And uh, I'm trying to get a score update on that United states Netherlands game. You know, I'm going to have Tanya Chavez on the show as we are going to recap that game for you. And then Portugal is taking on Vietnam. The United States does take on Portugal on uh, August the 1st. That's actually going to be at 3 o'clock in the morning. So uh, I might stay up and I might get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and just catch a, a replay of it. But uh, Lindsey Horan, 
She scores a goal in the 62nd minute, the equalizer to tie it. And it just went final, folks. The United States and the Netherlands, they settle for a 1-1 draw. And so if the United States wants to get out of this group, they're going to have to beat Portugal on Wednesday. But a rematch of the 2019 FIFA World Cup final. And this is the first time since 2011 the United States trailed in a match. I think the United States are on their heels. I think that this is going to be a challenge for the United States women's soccer team, especially with a lot of the new faces. And when you think of women's soccer, you think of how dominant the United States has been because we go back to 2019 and we think of the 13-0 win over Thailand. But this is not the case. And they were taking on a very talented Netherlands team that, that struck first. I mean, they scored that goal quick in the seventh minute. But Lindsay Horan, the captain, she does get the equalizer. And that's enough to get a point. And we'll see how Portugal does against Vietnam. But these are probably going to be the two teams that are going to advance out of the group. Uh, a disappointing draw. But the United States knew that they were facing one of the top teams in FIFA. So with that being said, you know, we've had a great night of sports, the Chattahoochee Monsters, the women's soccer team, so much to get into. And I also had a great show yesterday as I had Philip Jordan on for that first half hour. And then I had Gage Joyner and Jose Perez, the founders of Fountain City FC. So that was great that they joined the show. And, you know, if you like the show, just write a five-star review. Don't forget that we are also on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. As I've had a, a couple of shows that have been on YouTube in the past a couple of shows. So ACC Media Days is going on right now in Charlotte. And we have a jam-packed lineup on Thursday, starting with North Carolina head football coach Mac Brown. And Drake May, one of the top quarterbacks that is projected to be a top five pick in the NFL draft for 2024. And then Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, he'll take the podium along with quarterback Kay Klubnik. You got Wake Forest, Dave Clawson. You got Boston College, Jeff Halfley. And NC State, Dave Dorian. So ACC Media Days continues today and i still think that clemson is one of the top most dominating teams in college football and cade klubnik is something special i think that when he took over for dj Uyangalele last year he brought clemson to another level a disappointing bowl in the orange bowl against tennessee but clemson was right there toward the end of the season and they had an opportunity. They really did, and they were one of those teams that was capable of making it to the college football playoff, uh, but they fell a little short last year. And as for Wake Forest, I think that they are going to miss out on Sam Hartman. I think that with Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame, uh, Wake Forest, which drew, uh, drew, uh, drew Pickett, 
the Russell County running back is now at Wake Forest. So I'm interested to see how he does as a demon deacon. But man, what a night. I could not get over that walk-off win by the Chattahoochee Monsters. I just texted Noah Shelton like, wow, I'm speechless. What a job. You know, you know, it's your time to shine. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, I'm very impressed with Noah Shelton. He's a very young broadcaster, a Glenwood graduate, and he's called some memorable games, uh, the Glenwood State Championship for basketball, and uh, he's been uh, helping out Tom Callahan calling Columbus Chattahoots and Chattahoochee Monsters uh, games. And we've been a pretty good broadcasting team as a uh, man. The Chattahoochee Monsters down eight to one, bottom of the ninth inning. Braden Pelkey, Grand Slam. They walk it off and they win. And they will take on the club's Chattahoots for a three game series this weekend at Historic Golden Park. Yet I'm trying to get Noah Shelton on the show. I, I just I wanted to see if maybe he wanted to get on and just talk about that experience that he just witnessed. I heard him say on the broadcast that that was unreal. Yeah, it's got to be unreal when you witness something like that. I mean, you don't see that that often in sports. A team down by seven runs coming back and winning it in the bottom of the ninth inning in walk-off fashion. And I admit, I'm willing to admit here on this show, I thought it was over. I was watching it on YouTube when I saw they were down 8-1 to one and they were going into the bottom of the ninth inning. I I turned it off, and uh, I'm really uh, feeling bad that I did that. Um, I just texted the WRBL's Jack Patterson. It's like unbelievable. What an incredible win. I hope that your highlights are amazing tonight on WRBL. And then I also texted Thrift Behringer uh, from Sports Visions. Uh, don't forget you can catch Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones on Flavor 92.1, Smooth R&B, making a surprise guest here on the Sports Beat, is one of the guys that call that amazing game tonight. Noah, have you ever witnessed anything like that in your life? Well, in person, no, I haven't. But it reminded me a little bit, and if you're an old Braves fan, I think this will ring a bell. We played the Reds about 10 years ago, and we're down by I, the same score, 8-1, to one, and Brooks Conrad I do remember that. hit a grand yes. slam. I believe, I believe the late Tommy Hansen started the game for the Braves in there. Anyway, yes. no, that was uh, – me and Tom were absolutely just flabbergasted in the in the broadcast booth. Uh, honestly, we didn't see it coming. We talked, we talked, you know, in between innings after the eighth inning when we, the Monsters ground to the double play to end the threat where they had the bases loaded down 5-1. We kind of looked at each other and just understood that we thought it was over. And then especially after the Crackers added three more insurance runs in the top of the ninth, we really didn't see anything like that coming. I seriously thought it was over too, Noah. I'm willing to admit that I turned it off. I was actually watching the Women's World Cup, and they had a disappointing draw. But now it's the Chattahoochee Monsters and the Columbus Chattahoochee. You know, Noah, there is a team from the Chattahoochee Valley that is guaranteed a spot in the SBL Championship. Yeah, and I, th I think that's great for the area. You know, the Monsters have been a really welcome addition, I think, to Chattahoochee Valley sports. They've had a lot of support, really. I know the Hoops are probably still the town favorite, but there was a solid amount of people at the game tonight. 
and even ones that stayed after being down eight to one after the top of the night. So credit to the fans for staying staying in there, staying loyal. And if you're in town this weekend, this is where you want to be at Historic Golden Park. First pitch, 7.05, as it's the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters. And the winner will go on to play in the SBL Championship. Uh, Noah, you've had a, a very impressive resume. You are a Glenwood graduate. Since I got you on the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about your uh, broadcasting background. You ahead. had an incredible call the Glenwood basketball team that won the state championship on on beam and and now you're calling games with uh, Tom Callahan the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters and I've really been privileged to be on the broadcast with you guys as well we ha- we had an amazing uh, time calling a game a, a couple of weeks ago but uh, what really has been the most fun about calling sporting events that you look forward to when you come up into the booth well I would say just I mean, I played high school sports, and I know it. I know it wasn't. It was golf, so like I know exactly it wasn't the most exciting or most, you know, popular. But I understand what they what these guys go through, and the fact that I know what it's like to practice every day, and really care about your sport and the camaraderie of your teammates. And so, I just with all all that that goes into it during game time, just how pressurizing it is, and just I, I understand that how much it means to these players because it meant so much to me when I played, although it wasn't really, you know, out there in the spotlight. But, you know, especially calling Glowman, that Glowman game from, you know, where I went to high school, it was just a great atmosphere. I know Dusty pretty well. And then for this Monsters and the Monsters and the Hoots gig, um, I can tell how much it means to the people just in the area, in the Valley, especially the Chattahoots. Um, I've been to a few games before, like the last couple of years, and, you can tell how passionate you are about these teams, and that gives me passion as well. And you are a young guy. You probably don't remember when the Columbus Catfish defeated the West Virginia Power in the Sally League Championship in 2007. But, you know, I know that Dave Platt, I remember that one. But uh, uh, you must have been, what, five years old or something when that happened? Uh, must have been five or six, yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really taking it all the way back. Uh, I mean, I'm 43 years old. I've been living in Columbus since 2015. We've had some – some special moments in the Fountain City, the Columbus Lions winning some championships. Recently, an a- AIFA championship, and hopefully they'll be going into another league. And it's really a great time to be a broadcaster here in the Fountain City, uh, especially since we have four, now five, professional sports teams with the Chattahoochee Monsters. And and really uh, looking forward to, to seeing your broadcast career and where uh, it's taken you. But you do have one more year at Alabama? Yeah, I graduate in December. I have one more semester. Okay. I'm guessing you're an Alabama fan, right? <laughs> yeah, I have been basically since I came out of the womb. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Alabama SEC media days, you know, uh, uh, Nick Saban, I think he's got something under his sleeve. I mean, I, I think uh, that Alabama could possibly uh, – they could surprise some people this year. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like it's, I'm sure you know that we, you make, they may feel doubted a little bit, which is kind of uncharted territory for the last 15 years or so. But um, if, if they can get the quarterback situation figured out, I really think they have the talent to go all the way this year. I mean, the defense is ranked, besides Will Anderson is returning basically everybody and a lot of stars. Offensive line should be really improved. The running back backfield, I think, is the most underrated part of the team. Jason, McClell- Jason McClellan, Roydell Williams, Jam Miller, they, they have a really quality backfield. And if the receivers can step up their game, I like Alabama's chances. 
And are you also a fan of Alabama basketball? They had Brandon Miller. They were yeah. no, overall number one seed. And I, I can't say I'm as big a basketball fan as I am a football fan, but I did go to a few games last year. And, um, you know, uh, beside all the off the sort, off the court stuff aside, it was a, I mean, on the court, the best bas- Alabama basketball team we've ever seen, I, I believe. Better than even the, in the Wimp Sanderson days. Um, had a few greedy wins and, at the at, at the end, losing to San Diego State was disappointing, but you just had to be it was. great grateful for how successful the team had been. And you know, we're not Alabama's not exactly a basketball school, you know, to be fully honest. So it was fun seeing them be so successful. All right, well, it's been fun having you on the show, and I I know I just I texted you out of the blue, and I just like yeah. I know that you're coming home from the game, and I know you're excited, yeah. and I I wanted to get you on the show for the first time and uh you're more than welcome to come on anytime you like i know that uh just i know you you seem like a guy that's passionate about talking about sports and uh, especially with that emotion from tonight i wanted to i wanted my audience to to feel that coming from you you know i'm glad tom got got the call for that one he's he's been he's been kind of itching for a for a walk-off or something like that but yeah he truly has i I feel like i'm just kind of like anybody that's been from the the sports area it all started you know at the at the lunch table in high school and middle school you know talking about games and now i mean i'm in college i'm kind of learning how to do it professionally so yeah it's a great it's a great thing to get into i i think it's not you know exactly pressurizing it's not that much because at the end of the day you're talking about sports so it's not like you have lives on the line or anything like other people who you know go into stuff like that but it's been fun it's been fun for me so far and I got to say, uh, before I get you out of here, uh, you've done some stuff as far as broadcasting. I remember interviewing you on Thrift Behringer's Facebook page. Now he does Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and we're just taking off. But you being a Glenwood alum, uh, you've, you've done some broadcasting. Uh, you have a, a show that you do on, on YouTube for, for Glenwood Athletics? Yeah, I, I, during the basketball season, last the two the last two seasons, I've done a show called In the Pit, which is basically a weekly wrap-up show for Glenwood basketball with Dusty, I interviewed Dusty Purdue in it. And we have to talk about the games that just happened, preview the games that are coming up and what all they mean. And, you know, a few graphics with scores and, you know, stat lines and stuff like that. Well, I got to talk about Glenwood football because we just had media days up in Opelika and head coach Ryan Nelson entering his second year Glenwood made it all the way to the AISA championship, but fell to Lee Scott Academy. Well, guess what? Lee Scott Academy is coming to the swamp September the 15th. It's time for some payback. Glenwood's got some big games. That opener against Pacelli. I know you're in school in Alabama, but are you going to try to to come home during the weekends and try to catch some Glenwood games? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, any weekend that Alabama isn't playing a home game, I will try to be here to watch Glenwood, really. I mean – Last year I was at that San Pacelli game where they lost. It was a good game, but you could walk, you could see on the field that Pacelli just had better athletes as compared to Gloma did last year. Now I'm sure I feel like Gloma's improved in that this year, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this Gloma football season. I really think Ron Nelson coming, you know, because after the Jason Gibson era ended, which he he got us to the state championship game a couple times as he promised. But I, I was I was a freshman there when he first came there, and he promised that the, by the time that the freshmen became seniors, he would make the state championship game. And he did. He didn't win it, but it was a step in the right direction. And I hope Nelson can continue that further. 
Absolutely. And I'm hoping that Dallas Crow comes back as a quarterback as he he really put up big numbers yeah. as a junior last year. But yeah. they're they're going to be losing Aaron Burton. I mean, they're, they're yeah. going to be losing some key players. Uh, JT Banks, he's graduated. I, I just love like on the highlights, you know, the bank is open, you know, WRBL's yeah. Jack Patterson. You know, I think oh, yeah. that it's just excited about Glenwood football. And I really appreciate you coming on the show, Noah. I, I know you probably need to get some sleep. I know you're excited oh, about the Monsters game tonight. It, it, but it, it's, the, it's the summer, man. It, it's it's all right. <laughs> no, but it's it's great having you on the show. And uh, definitely would love to have you back on. Oh, of course. Love to be back. All right. Uh, that was Noah Shelton. He is uh, one of the announcers for the Columbus Chattahoots and the Chattahoochee Monsters. And he also does announcing for Glenwood. He's got a show called In the Pit. A weekly show covers Glenwood basketball. And he also is a Alabama graduate. We're not going to hold that against him. It's okay. Um, hopefully, my next guest, who's a big Auburn fan, uh, we can uh, laugh about that. But uh, it really has been a fun night. I know that um, it's late. And the reason why it's late, I wanted to get on to uh, talk about that Chattahoochee Monsters game and how fortunate have i been uh being able to get noah shelton on short's notice on short notice to come on the show and talk about that incredible chattahoochee monsters game active pest control offers the best services and prices to protect your home offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services plus specific services like bed bug, german roach and flea control even if you can't see them Insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. What a night of sports. All right. It is my NFL 32 teams in 32 days segment as I'm going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. All right. So a new era in Packers football with Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, you know, they're still a good team. You look at what they have compared to last season. Aaron Rodgers is no longer there. He got actually got an extension with the New York Jets. The Green Bay Packers are going to be fine. I don't know if they're going to win the NFC North, but the young receivers that Aaron Rodgers had, they developed pretty well. Christian, Dob, uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, they developed well. Now, Alan Lazard, he, he followed Aaron Rodgers to New York. But they still have pretty good running backs, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You know, they have one of the best offensive linemen in football. David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in football. If Jordan Love doesn't make the big mistake, I think the Green Bay Packers can be about a 9-8 and eight team. So here is the depth chart for the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love is the quarterback, and Aaron Jones is the running back. you got... 
Luke Musgrave, the new tight end. So Robert Tunyon no longer on the team. The wide receivers are Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and the rookie, Jalen Reed. The offensive line, David Bakhtiari, Elgin Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, and Zach Tom. Pretty good offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. The defense is solid. Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, Devontae Wyatt, the former Georgia Bulldog, and Preston Smith. You also have Quay Walker, another former Georgia Bulldog. Devondre Campbell, the former Atlanta Falcon. Rashawn Gary, he was a highly prospected uh, linebacker. And then Jair Alexander, one of the best uh, corners in the league. Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Rasul Douglas, and Keeson Nixon. I think the Packers do have a solid team, but I know that Aaron Rodgers kind of brought them into a special place. But let's look at that schedule. I'm going to go ahead and pick what the Green Bay Packers are going to do this year. They open week one taking on the Chicago Bears, which a team that Aaron Rodgers has owned. But I honestly think that the Chicago Bears have improved with Justin Fields. This game is in Chicago. I could see a scenario where the Packers end up winning, but it is going to be Jordan Love's first start in a new era of Packers football. Without Aaron Rodgers, I think the Chicago Bears win, but I think it's going to be a close game. And then the Green Bay Packers will take on the Atlanta Falcons. Back, you know, the Atlanta Falcons were the team that I did first, and I said the Falcons were going to win this game. I think the Falcons do win. I mean, they are slightly favored, but that means the Packers start out 0-2. This is really going to upset Packers fans because now they think, well, we can't win without Aaron Rodgers. And what are they going to do if Jordan Love starts struggling? Well, they could bounce back because their first home game at Lambeau is week three against the New Orleans Saints. I see a scenario where they win that game, even though I think I picked the Saints in that game. They could get to 2-2 two and two if they beat the Detroit Lions in Lambeau. I think this Packers team is going to be pretty good at home. They're not going to make the big mistake, and they're going to find ways to win at home. And then I actually have them losing to the Raiders. So 2-3, and three, and then 2-4, and four, probably going to lose to the Denver Broncos. Back at home, taking on the Minnesota Vikings and the Rams. I see where they could get to 500 again. And then they take on the Steelers, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Lions, the Chiefs. I mean, it could be a tough season for the Green Bay Packers. But looking at their schedule, you know, I think they could beat the Buccaneers, the Panthers, they beat the Bears again. I think they could get to 9-8. and eight. Now, whether or not that is going to be enough for the Green Bay Packers to make it into the playoffs, well, that's a different story. But stay tuned for my other team tomorrow, NFL 32 teams in 32 days, where I talk about the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions have not won a playoff game since 1991. The Detroit Lions had two incredible Hall of Fame players that retired in their prime. That is unheard of. Barry Sanders and Megatron. Well... I got to be honest with you, I've never done a show this late. I mean, there's just so much stuff to get into, so many sports to talk about. I mean, usually at 1130 at night, does sports 
still go on? Well, yeah, of course it does. But what can we talk about? Well, let's talk about the Braves. Because the Atlanta Braves, they dropped the second and final game to the Boston Red Sox 5-3. to three, And they have lost two straight. Despite a three-run homer by Ozzie Albies in the sixth inning to put them up 3 to nothing, the Boston Red Sox came back and scored five unanswered runs, including a solo shot in the eighth by Robert <laughs> Robert Duvall. <laughs> What's that guy's name? No, Adam Duvall. <laughs> Boy, I must have been watching a movie later with Robert Duvall. The former Atlanta Brave Adam Duvall hit a solo shot. See, I was just talking about that with uh, my broadcast partner, Thrift Behringer, you know, drawing a blank on stuff and, you know, trying to trying to remember a player's name and, and trying to get more efficient, more professional with uh, memorizing players' names. As a play-by-play announcer, that's what I try to do, is trying to memorize the numbers off the back of the jerseys and uh, getting – had a great show. I had uh, Noah Shelton on. Uh, don't forget, you can catch a rebroadcast of this show on WQEE. Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I got some jam-packed shows next week. I'm trying to get Rod Peterson on the show. That would be absolutely amazing if I could get Rod Peterson on and we could do a crossover show. He's already invited me on to his show. I'm excited. I'm excited about that one. Trying to get WRBL's Jack Patterson. Trying to get WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy. We're going to try to preview this upcoming high school football season. We've got Muskogee County Media Days next week, starting on August the 4th. That should be a lot of fun. And then right now, as we speak, what is going on is the Saymark Foundation Sam Mitchell Basketball Camp. They'll have an all-star showcase tomorrow at the Lumpkin Center on the campus of Columbus State University. Uh, Really, I can't believe high school football is 22 days away. I'm excited about high school football here in the Chattahoochee Valley because we do have some teams that could make a deep run for a state championship, including Schley County down there in Ellaville. I think that Schley County, who made it to the state championship last year but fell to Bowden, they got the team to do it again. And I'm looking forward to seeing Schley County and then Troop County. They made it all the way to the semifinals last year. Teo Todd's coming back. They got Quab Burtz on. They got some players, according to Rivals.com, who are top recruits. They're going to be playing on Saturdays. And then you also have the Central Red Devils over on the other side of the river that got disappointed when they lost to Auburn in the semifinals last year. It was a very defensive scoring game. And You know, they made it to the state championship two years ago, but lost to Thompson. And they had players on their team like A.J. Harris, Carmelo English, and Tamarian Parker. They're going to have a lot of new faces. And one thing I would like to see from the Central Red Devils and their head coach, Patrick Nix, is growth and playmaking ability from their stars. And that's really what Central has. They were featured on ESPNU last year when they took on IMG Academy, which, by the way, Thompson is the lucky school that gets to play IMG Academy this year. So the four-time state champion that's trying to make it five in a row is playing IMG Academy this year. That is incredible. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited about my next guest. He is the co-host of Sports Vision, Smooth R&B 92.1 with DJ Jones, also the founder of Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Please welcome to the show, Thrip Berger. A nice little ring to it. Georgia Alabama Sports Live, Sports Vision. Oh, we're, we're growing it. I, I think that we are growing that brand, and I appreciate you coming on to talk about it. No doubt. And Richard, as you can tell, I got a little bit of a tan to myself. Um, I'm wearing this Cosmo shirt. I went on a week-long cruise. Nice. I also went to the beach just past week, went to SC Media Days. So for the last two weeks, I've been home for literally one day. Uh, week-long cruise was in Miami for eight days. Or not Miami, but I went to Miami and then got on a cruise for seven days. And back in Miami, came back home immediately the next day, Nashville for three days. Come back home, Panama City. Got back late last night. Back to the grind today. Um, but excited to be on, Rich. You got a couple of things we're going to talk about, and then uh, yeah, we we got a we got a lot coming up here for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. We definitely do thrift. I had a surprise guest on earlier. Noah Shelton was glad enough to come on and talk about that incredible Chattahoochee Monsters win. Thrift. They were down eight to one in the bottom of the ninth inning. They walk it off nine to eight with a grand slam. Great call by Tom Callahan. They've been sharing it all over the place. Noah Shelton, I know he was there for the broadcast. Really cool moment for the Monsters. It was. Yeah, to beat the Atlanta team and uh, the Crackers now to go on and play the the Columbus Chattahoots and the winner goes to the championship. I mean, Ignite Sports couldn't have drew up any better than what they got right now. I mean, the only thing that would be better than this is they actually play the championship game. But semifinals is something we'll take. That's got to be exciting, and I know that uh, there was a lot of fans out there today. Uh, playoff baseball in the Sunbelt Baseball League is incredible. But, Thrift, I cannot believe I'm saying this. We are 22 days away from high school football. You and I are going to be at Muskogee County Media Days next Friday. And uh, just tell everybody just about that. What what do we got going on? Uh, what's what's on the agenda? I mean, we, we got some stuff that's uh, going to be happening. Yeah, it's so we got a bunch of things coming up here in the future. Um, like I said, we'll be live streaming tomorrow's Sam Mark Foundation All-Star Game. That's got a lot of talented players around the area playing in that 6 o'clock at Columbus State. I'll be posting that on Georgia Alabama Sports Live Facebook page promoting that. Me and you will be on the call, Richard. Next Friday, we got um, Muskogee County Media Days. We'll be live streaming all of that from 10 to 11.30, closer to 12.00. Um, and we'll give a wrap-up as well. Um, then moving on from George Alabama Sports Live, Sports Visions Radio Show tomorrow with me and DJ Jones. Um, SEC Media Days that just happened. Incredible experience last week in Nashville. Um, enjoyed every second of it. Um, but you're right. As now, when Media Days hit, you know football's right around the corner. That is the mark of when, all right, this is officially now football season. And Big Ten Media Days are this week. My good friend Josh Pate, he's he's there. He's covering all things Big Ten, especially everything that's happened with Northwestern and the hazing violations. That was primarily the biggest conversation and biggest question being asked to not only the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Deletti, but also to everyone else that is involved and, and doing a great job. Understand that in athletics – Things that don't happen that sh – I mean, things that do happen that shouldn't happen should come to light, especially something as egregious what happened with Northwestern. He talked about it. They asked some of the other coaches, but 
really, we, we're just trying to find out what's going to happen with Northwestern. I was always a big fan of Pat Fitzgerald, so it's sad what happened with them. But a little bit of a tangent on that. Moving on, back to your original question. High school football is right around the corner. Um, we're excited that we're going to be calling Glenwood games. Pacelli, Calvary, maybe even a Brookstone. And then throw in there the eight Muscogee County schools. We're going to try to get Smith Station and Harris County, like we've talked about before, Richard. Central's his own juggernaut. They got their own stuff, so it's hard to try to be able to do their games. But it looked like the schedule that we set up tonight, Richard, which we will announce coming up. All this is six. Will be our first Georgia Alabama Sports Live podcast and Facebook Live show. We'll do each Sunday throughout the football season, all the way through baseball, basketball, and every other sport that's played through this school year. We're going to break down the schedule. There's close to 20 games we're going to be calling football games. We're going to be busy, but we we love this. It's a grind. It's not really work. It's fun. And uh, excited about what the future holds. So make sure you like George Alabama Sports Live Facebook page. You get all this information. We'll be coming out with it here in the next week or so, myself and Richard. And uh, we got Toy Guard, Chris Gates, Chris Robinson. We got a, a lot of guys on our team. And if you're a broadcaster out there that likes doing play-by-play, we need guys that want to come and be a part of our brand, especially when we're trying to do as many games, especially heading into basketball season. There's a lot of places we all can't be at once, and we love for people that want to come and be a part of what we're trying to build here. Excited about what the future holds. Same thing with Sports Visions. We, we tackled SEC Media Days unlike any other. We, we did a Facebook Live show on Tuesday right after Alabama, I mean, Georgia and Auburn spoke. We did one on Wednesday. After Alabama did um, their, you know, press conference with Nick Saban and their players. And uh, so if you missed any of that, Sports Vision's Facebook page, Sports Vision slash TV slash radio slash magazine. You'll see all those videos and get all the up-to-date information heading in to what should be a great college football season and high school season. So excited about it, Richard. Should be a lot of fun. And I'm excited about being part of the media, and I am proud to call you and DJ Jones my broadcasting colleagues. And the same for WRBL's Jack Patterson, Tyler Redmond, WTVM's Jonathan Hoppy, and Tony Reese. And I know that they're going to be tackling media days and uh, checking out sports overtime at WTVM and the prep zone at WRBL. I mean, I've watched that those shows just so I can make my show better. I mean, I, I really want to try to get – the details of the players and the highlights and the scores. And that's really what we're going to do with our weekly show is break down all the games and preview the next week's games. And, and it's going to lead into your podcast, which you do every day for WQEE. And of course on Spotify also leads into all the conversation we'll have on the sports visions radio show and Facebook live show. So excited about that. I've even been talking with DJ Jones. He's going to make an appearance maybe at some of these games Heck, he may even call a game or two with us. That would be pretty cool, Richard. Nice. We're in two different places, so it should be a lot of fun. I was potentially looking at maybe Carver Spencer. I know DJ would love to do that game, and maybe you'll be Russ County, Harris County, but we'll see as it, as it, you know, it comes up. We already have a game in place August 18th. We won't announce that yet because we, we're still talking with the schools, but right now we it's a huge matchup. It's a matchup between two teams that played in state championship games last year. That's all I'm going to say about it. We're not going to make any other remarks. And for everyone out there that keeps up with high school football, you kind of can tell there was only two teams that played for a state championship last year. So you'll know what those two teams are. They're on each side of the border. I'm excited to be able to do that. And I'm just excited about 
what Georgia Alabama Sports Live has in store this upcoming year. We're going to tackle football season unlike any other. We're going to have a lot of live streaming games. We're going to have the ability for kids to go back and watch all their games and critique themselves, listen to our broadcast. Sponsors that are out there, businesses that want to be a part of it, that's going to be awesome. And then heading into basketball season. I mean, if we're doing 20 football games, you know we're going to be close to 50 or 60 basketball games. we got to do girls and boys. Then we got baseball. And I was even thinking, too, with softball season being in the fall for public schools, Richard, I know you like softball. I know that's a big deal around here. I was hoping that we'd get one or two maybe softball games. But right now our primary focus is football. Um, and then we're going to uh, tackle what we can. As a small brand, as a small company as we are right now, it's hard to venture out and do 70 million things like we want to do. We're so ambitious, but we take it one step at a time. And right now it's football season. And like you said, we're three weeks away, man. August 6th will be our first show. August 13th will be a preview for that week. And August 18th is the first game we'll be ever doing on Georgia-Alabama Sports Live football game. We have done um, some Lions games on there. I've done some basketball games. Like I said, we're doing the All-Star game tomorrow. So we've done stuff. We've done these interviews. Uh, we've done every single school in Muscogee County, all eight. We've done Glenwood. We've done Brookstone. We've done Calvary. We've done Pacelli. Um, We've also done Russell County. Next up is Harris County, Smith Station, and Central. And if we knock them out, we pretty much tackled everyone in the Tri-City area. And maybe we'll even add in there Lynette if we can. Um, but it's been a lot of fun doing these interviews, Richard. I know you did a great job with Russell Scott and Jordan, um, Larry Knox at Russell County. And I'm just glad that we, we built momentum this, this summer and this past spring and basketball season last year to do something special this year. And excited about it and ready to rock and roll. And I cannot believe, Thrift, it all started with you inviting me to help you called the Muskogee County Christmas Tournament nearly a year ago, and it's really that? taken off. I cannot believe it's been almost I a remember, year. And I remember thinking, for one, I, I was I was a PA announcer um, for the George Williams Thanksgiving Classic, and Spencer played a really good team. It's off the top of my head. I cannot think of it right now. Um, in that tournament, I called Opelika Hardaway as well, called two games, and when I – did these games previously? I had done the fall league, which Corey Black and Bryant Thomas of Pacelli host, and they get all the different high schools to come and play in this league. Now, the coaches can't coach in it, but they can watch their team, so it's like a glorified practice games. And they get six or seven of them to play as a group to get ready collectively for the season. That just turned into you know what? I got some momentum off that. Let's do this Thanksgiving classic. And after that, it, getting a lot of shares, I did the Shaw-Spencer game. And I was like, you know what? Muskogee County's got this Christmas tournament. All eight teams, both boys and girls, so 16 teams, eight games, were happening in one day. And I was like, there's no way I can do this by myself. And I thought no one else better than someone that keeps up with it religiously. And it is integrated in the Tri-City area sports like yourself, Richard. It was a no-brainer to call you. And the rest has been history. We did the Border Wars. We called two state championship baseball games, called an Elite Eight basketball. I mean, it's been one thing after another. We called Columbus Lions games together. Would have loved to do the championship game, but scheduling and being out of town, I mean, heck, we, we got to have a break. As guys that literally work nonstop, George Alabama Sports Live, Sports Visions, PNB Broadcast, and Q1073, Kiss 99.3. 
that's a job for me, but also have other things I do, which is teaching. So, and running a, a summer camp. And if I don't take a break, we'll get burnt out. And you know this, Richard, it's a guy that's full-time in the military and does all this broadcasting. You got to have some family time, got to have some you time. That's what the end of July was for. There's not a lot of professional sports going on. Got to be able to do SEC media days. And now I feel refreshed, rejuvenized, and I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm ready to rock and roll with you too, Thrift, as uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, high school football. We're going to be doing Thursday and Friday night games, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Start August the 18th all the way to the end of the regular season, November the 3rd, and we will tackle playoffs as we get to it. Um, it's hard to predict those. We don't know who's going to be where. So we won't – those will be de- to be determined, but we hope that we'll be able to get quite a few playoff games or at least a playoff run with one of the teams would be awesome. But I want to move on from that, Richard, because we'll have a lot of time to talk about that in the next coming weeks. I do want to tackle real quick. Um, and, again, August the 6th, so that is a week – from this Sunday will be the first broadcast me and Richard will do as a tandem together. SC Media Days had a lot of fun. It's really a glorified reunion for all the media guys from all over. We all hang out in a big room. Um, we're in a hotel in downtown Nashville, which was a great atmosphere. Myself, DJ Jones, Aunt Candy, um, his wife, had a lot of fun there, we able to broadcast to a couple live streams and getting it know and talk to like the Josh Pates of the world, the Cole Kubelex, the Dari Nokas, the Jordan Rogers, the Greg McElroy's. I mean, we're all in the same playing field. Yes, th- these guys are national. Obviously, they're a lot bigger than me. But that still don't stop them that we're still covering the same teams, the same players, the same sport. And so in that essence, we, we were basically doing the same job just for a different company and uh, maybe a different platform. Either way, they were gracious with their time. It was cool to catch up with them, hang out with them. Had a lot of fun. Great experience. My second year going. Hopefully next time, Richard, you may be able to be a part of that. Next year's in Dallas. So that's even farther drive. I, I drove to Nashville this year. Drove to Atlanta, uh, obviously, last year. Um, don't know if I'm going to make that drive to Dallas. That definitely would be a flight. But with Oklahoma and Texas coming in, it's probably going to be one of the bigger SEC media days in Dallas, too, where everything's big there. Should Cannot wait. It's going to be an extravaganza, but had a lot of fun. But before you let me go, Richard, I did want to have a conversation. And it's something me and you've been talking about off air a lot. It's the appreciation of what we do, which is our whole goal in broadcasting these games. There's many different aspects. One, you got to have a producer that produces it. You got to have the equipment to be able to do it. You got to have the fortitude to be able to handle all the information that you get in your head and knowing when to say it in a broadcast. And sometimes there is no appreciation. Sometimes there's a lot of hating going around in this area. And I wish people understood that we are doing this for the kids. I do enjoy doing it. But like all things in life, nobody wants to do anything for free. And when you're spending a lot of time, effort, and time away from your loved ones, to do this, yes, you love it, and it's for a good cause. You need to be compensated somewhat. Now, that doesn't mean you got to become the richest person in the world. We're not saying we're Stephen A. Smith and we're getting $10 million every time we broadcast. But we do need to be appreciated, Richard. And I hope people understand that because we're going to be doing a lot of games this year. 
I am, from my estimation, we'll, we'll do over 100, maybe 200 games in all the sports collectively this year, pro and college and high school. Maybe even some CBCC games. I've had contacts with Ben Hicks about doing some of their games. I'm excited, but appreciation has to be shown and with support. And support can come from many different ways. And we just hope that businesses out there would love to be a part of this. We get a lot of views every time we do it. High schools understand why they need to be live streamed as this is where this is where we're heading. All right. And for most colleges, they look at highlights. They look at social media and they look at live streams to be able to recruit. This is a tool. Use that tool. And uh, Richard, I know sometimes it, it feels like you feel like you're not appreciated, but I say, I appreciate you for being a part of my brand and everyone out there. This is a grind. Everyone can do it. Everyone can try to do it, but does it mean that you have the talent to be great at it? Okay. You can do it. Doesn't mean you're great. You can call a game. Doesn't mean it's professional. And, and Matt, is where I hope people understand what we do as professional broadcasters, that people that graduated from school, that's been around other people in the business, that takes all the experience and knowledge that we have to try to give the best product. Um, I'm excited, and I know people see what the vision is with George Alabama Sports Live and Sports Visions and the Sports Beat with Richard Aldridge, but a pat on the back is not going to make broadcast better. I'm sorry, but money does. And the more money that we can get for support, the better the broadcast, the better the camera, the better the system that we can use, the better the scoreboard it can look, the better the graphics they can be, the more mm -hmm. people we can hire to call more games. Instead of just once a week, we can call four or five a week. Like you talked about, I have a B team, a C team, a D team. But that comes with support. And we're hoping people do that. Sorry I had to do that spill, Richard. I know you want to add on some things, but I feel like it had to be said. No, and it was very well said, Thrift, and I'm really excited. It's really starting from the ground up. I know it's going to take a lot of work, but it's going to take some support from local businesses in the Columbus area, the Tri-City area, to just give us support. And uh, I know that you do, do a great job with sponsors, and I know that uh, that could – yeah, get the ball rolling. But a thrift, I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show late. I believe this is the latest I've ever done this show. It's almost midnight. Almost midnight, Richard. I do want to add one more thing. All those broad, everyone that's in the broadcasting industry, especially in a small market as Columbus. Yes, it's one of the bigger ones in Georgia, but in essence, nationally, it's not a it's, it's a top hundred, top two hundred market. It's a small market. Top 300. Yes. There is not enough room here for hate. Okay? We all are trying to do the same thing. It would be sick, sad, and a disgrace if I hated Jack Patterson and Hoppy and Reese and Redmond and said, you know what, they're competition. They suck at their job. They don't, they're not good at what they do. That'd be nonsense. It'd also be nonsense for them to say the same thing about me, which they've never done, which I've never done. We all are trying to do the same thing, which promote athletics around here and the top-notch athletes that we have in this area. There is no room for hate. And honestly, we need more people that want to support. 
That's why I have no problem with double coverage. I love what Jerome Bryant, TJ Taylor, Taylor, uh, and I think his name is Darius Alexander, all these guys and the hard work and the sharing they do. They're, they, we're all trying to do the same thing. And there is enough going on in this area to have multiple platforms to do this. And it's okay to support double coverage, George Sports Visions and George Alabama Sports Live, because we're basically one thing. The sports people, Richard Holdridge, WRBL, WTVM, we can all support it. You know yes. why? Because we're all covering the same thing. And it, and it doesn't matter where you get your information as long as you're getting it. And that's the last thing I want to say about it, Richard. Excited. Should be a lot of fun. Make sure to tune in to Mars Sports Visions Radio Show with me and DJ Jones. DJ was actually in Athens today. He was actually talking to players and students who potentially want to get into broadcasting, which was awesome that Kirby had him come up there to speak to his team. That's an incredible experience. I can't wait to hear him talk about that tomorrow. And then he'll be on the broadcast, 4 to 6 p.m., 92.1, Sports Visions Facebook page, and also on Sports Visions radio app. We'll be live tomorrow, and I'll be interviewing several people from Sam Mark Foundation Camp. They've had Grant Williams, NBA player. They've had Hall of Fame coaches. they got Sam Mitchell, Mark Upshaw. Corey Black is leading that, excited to talk to them. And then we'll be doing the game at 6 o'clock. So a lot going on tomorrow. Sports Vision, Georgia, Alabama Sports Live. Go follow them on Facebook. And uh, looking forward to it, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on. It should be a lot of fun. Make sure to tune in as well. We, you don't want to miss out on what's going on around this area. All right. Thanks again. That's Thrift Berenger from Sports Visions. Smooth R&B 92.1. I also want to thank Noah Shelton, who was on earlier today. Uh, that's going to do it here for the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. As it's been a great night. Everybody get some rest. I know I will. And we will do this thing once again tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. Bye. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, from 2 to 3 p.m., Monday through Friday, this is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.